Welcome to Buy My Own Lights podcast. My name is Rachel, and I am the creator and host of this ultimate vulnerability project. I know it's cliche to say, but I truly am so glad you're here. This podcast started as a place to reflect on the light and adversity throughout my life. I believe that the world needs all kinds of kinds, and we should live a life according to our own lights with a heavy emphasis on light. I want more light in the world, and sometimes when life happens, it's hard to see the light in it. But if you look, you will find it. Around this time of year, for the last 12 years, my focus takes a strong shift away from myself and toward a cause that has impacted my life. It's the start of my Relay for Life season. If you haven't ever heard of Relay for Life before, I'll give you some small background on it. It is an annual fundraiser through the American Cancer Society that is driven almost entirely by volunteers. Last year alone, 1.6 million people participated throughout 2,000 cities in the U.S., and that was through a crazy pandemic year when we couldn't hold our event in person. And I decided to do an episode today about Relay because it's something that has greatly inspired me for more than a decade now. A typical Relay is an incredible thing to experience. Teams of volunteers get together and spend months fundraising. Then we gather as a large group for the actual event, which is 24 hours straight of awe-inspiring moments. We spend 24 hours honoring cancer fighters, survivors, and their caregivers, and emotionally remembering those that are no longer with us in this life. The event itself takes you through all the emotions you didn't even know you had. We laugh, we cry, we get silly, we cry some more, and we fight like hell for those that can't fight anymore. For the whole 24 hours, we skip sleep, we build incredible relationships, and we raise money all in support of American Cancer Society's mission to save lives, celebrate lives, and to lead the fight for a world without cancer. Each of us has our own story about why we relay, and I wanted to share mine with you all today. I was blessed with many aunts in my life, but only one uncle that I was really close with. His name was Tom McMahon. He was pretty much the coolest dude I ever met. He had the whole Southern California surfer skater vibe going on, even down to the VW bus he drove for a bit and the quarter-pipe skate ramp he built in his own garage. He had a true passion for life and was always laughing and making dumb dad jokes. He's someone that deeply valued family and worked very hard to provide for his family. And he was the first real example I saw of a man that I admired and would hope to find for my life one day. Spoiler alert. I did find that man for my life, and I'm so blessed that God chose him for me. My uncle was a total man's man. He was always pretty active in taking his son, my sister, and me out to ride dirt bikes, go surfing, snowboarding, or just find some dirt to play in. He loved to create, 
And he would create things like the skate ramp he built and creating memories with everyone he met. He loved family so much that him and my aunt graciously opened their home to my sister and I to live with them when we were in need. He never treated us like his wife's nieces. We were his daughters, and we soaked it all in. Family vacations included us. Family challenges included us. And there was more love than I knew what to do with from both my aunt and my uncle. In 1998, my uncle was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and I remember very little of his fight at that time, but I did see the fight from my aunt. She was heartbroken, scared, strong, driven to learn more, and busy being a mom of a toddler. I remember the first time I saw him with his head shaved. They had to shave it to do brain surgery to remove the tumor, and he always had longer blonde hair. Surfer dude, remember? And it was then that I realized his cancer was real. He fought through chemo and radiation, and eventually he kicked cancer's ass. My aunt, uncle, and cousin all triumphed in that fight, and soon they were able to live life again. I was so grateful to still have him and our family whole. Years later, cancer found its way back into my life, but this time it got someone else. My maternal grandmother was a spunky woman. She wore our Spanish heritage well, and I'm pretty sure I got my pride and pizzazz from her genetics. One thing I definitely did not inherit from her was her incredible talent for dancing. She was a prized flamenco dancer in her younger years. She was stunning. There was never a moment in her life you would have seen her without makeup and hair styled and dressed completely to the nines. She embodied beauty in the way she danced and the way she appeared to the world. The spunky side of her was her personality. There was nothing you can say to her that she didn't already know, and she did not settle for any BS. She had a loudness to the way she would look at you. And if she ever yelled at me, It was never with her words, only her gaze. She was bold, independent, and loved hard. Every time we would leave her home, she would chase us to the door and demand a smack, which was her way of saying, give me a kiss. In 2005, she gave me something I could never repay her for. It was my smile. I had horrible teeth growing up and rarely would make a visit to the dentist. My front teeth had facial cavities, and I began to stop smiling out of embarrassment. I was a teenager that had just moved back to California from Arizona and had not a penny to my name. My aunt encouraged me to see a dentist, and I was told it would be $6,000 to fix my teeth. I was crushed because six grand felt like an intangible amount of money. I was ready to settle for never smiling again and waiting for my teeth to fall out of my head. But my grandmother graciously covered the cost. And just a few months later, I began to smile again because of her. Not long after she gave me the gift of my smile, she was diagnosed with breast cancer for the second time in her life. She was in her 60s, and the diagnosis was terminal. By the time it was discovered, The cancer had rapidly spread to her lungs and brain, almost overnight, 
I had watched the fire and spunk drain from this once vibrant flamenco dancer. A woman that took nothing from no one began to have a diaper changed by her grandchildren and spoon-fed soft foods. A woman who would not see the light of day until her makeup and hair were done like a movie star would slowly bald one hair at a time until eventually gatherings of her hair were left upon her pillow. She was born and baptized in the Catholic faith. I had not yet found my faith, but I remember frantically digging through her jewelry box to uncover her rosary beads and racing to learn how to pray with them. So in her final days, I began praying by her hospital bedside with her rosary beads, inciting a prayer for God to call her home peacefully and thanking God for the gift he had given us in her. And just days later, my grandmother took her final breath in a hospital room filled with artificial light and the incessant noise of hospital staff, machines, and visitors in the background. It did not feel real. I thought that this isn't the way we should die. And I was so angry that the world was living while she laid lifeless in a hospital bed. I struggled to find peace in her passing, even though I had watched closely her deterioration through the disease. But eventually, I started to find a calm in my grief. By this time, I thought the cancer monster was gone from my life. But the one thing I now know about cancer is that it is not emotional and it doesn't care who it attacks. In 2011, cancer struck my uncle yet again, a brain tumor again, though not the same one. Unfortunately, this fight I remember much more vividly than his first. And watching my aunt have to live the caregiver life yet again destroyed a part of me. My uncle had the biggest heart of any human I know, and though he was sick in and out of hospitals and literally fighting for his life, he still managed to live. He went to work, he enjoyed time with his family, he smiled, he told his horrible jokes. I was so inspired by his will to live and the gratitude he held for every moment he had. Not to say it was all good, because it wasn't. It was cancer but he made cancer look good. And then he gave cancer the middle finger and went into remission for a second time. And again, life was lived, but only for a short time. 2013 brought the beast back and my uncle was then diagnosed with now a terminal brain tumor. During this fight, I watched a certain light drain from my uncle and he became often confused and disassociated. I have very vivid memory from this fight just months after my first child was born. But first, when I say my uncle loved everyone he met, I mean it. He always wanted to get the whole neighborhood together and just be around his friends and family. So my aunt planned this neighborhood barbecue for him. And I remember sitting next to my uncle with my daughter on my lap. My uncle looked over to her and became entranced in my daughter's eyes. He saw something in them. I don't know if it was life, if it was the grace of God, or if it was the purity of a new child, but he was in awe. He commented about how incredible her eyes were and was so amazed by his discovery. He desperately got my aunt's attention and said, Can you see this? Look at her eyes. They're incredible. 
Years later, I cherish that moment he was able to have with my daughter. She will never know firsthand of my uncle, only of him through memories and stories. But I believe in that moment he got to know her and her spirit. I watched as my aunt lost a part of her each time she would go deeper into the caretaker mode. Our family became cancer. That was it. Nothing else. Simply cancer. My uncle was eventually called home to God in June of 2014. We don't get any new memories of him, but we do get to see him reflected in our own memories and in his son, my cousin, who has grown into a man that my uncle would be proud of. After a loved one is taken by cancer, the only thing that is left for the survivors is to honor our loved ones and live a life they would be proud of and to celebrate the moments we had. As the years have gone by and the grief has been stored in a box in my soul, I have learned to be grateful for the fight. I was given more warnings than I deserved to value life and to value my loved ones. I was able to take the time to say goodbye, and I was reminded we are not promised a long life. My grandmother was taken from us in her 60s, and my uncle was only in his 40s, with a son still in school. What am I doing with my life today that would make it worth a damn if I was gone tomorrow? So, I spend my time in service to others. I have been a part of Relay for Life for over a decade because this is a way I feel close to them when they can't be here. It's a way that I remember them for the good, the bad, and the ugly of cancer. And I relay because it's a tiny sacrifice for the huge relay they have endured while being impacted by the disease. I relay because even though they are gone, their caretakers live and have to remember the heartache of having a loved one slip between their fingers. I relay because I couldn't take their place and take away their pain. Today, I invite you to go out and do something that honors your family and your loved ones. Write a note to someone who needs encouragement, serve someone, or even share a story of a past loved one with us. Just do something and find gratitude in the heartbreak and the grief. If you would like to know more about Relay for Life or feel called to contribute in whatever way you can, just send us an email to buymyownlightspodcast at gmail.com or follow the links in the show notes. Did you know we have a website now? You can find us at bymyownlights.com where you can catch up to all the latest that's going on with the podcast. And there's also a Facebook group. Feel free to join us. It's called The Lighthouse. You can find a link to it directly from the website. Hey, if you liked this episode, be sure to leave a comment or share it with a friend. We're still a very young podcast, so your support and encouragement doesn't go unnoticed. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find additional content on our YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash by my own lights or our website at by my own lights.com.